Soko Podcast. This is your host, Liz Soko. This podcast is free grazing space to explore the domains of the soul and the awakening journey. It will feature guests from astrology, nutrition, holistic health, sound healing, meditation, transpersonal psychology, and many other people who are really trying to lift the vibration of the planet and incorporate unconditional love into the fabric of our daily lives and how systems function here. Today's guest is Rick. He's a close friend of mine and someone who does healing journeys for people through the chakra system and he is one of the most grounded, most centered people that I know. He's going to give us some information on the spiritual awakening journey by using unconditional love as a reference point. So stay tuned and enjoy the convo. It's going to be a Zoom call, so expect laughter and clicking, but understand that it's fully authentic. I'm doing minimal editing and really bringing you some raw information. I'm an intuitive empath. Uh, I had a spiritual awakening about a year and a half ago where I learned that I'm an intuitive empath. And since then, uh, I've been on a journey Uh, an inner journey to uh, explore chakras and um, discover uh, unconditional love. That's beautiful. I think um, Rick, what I love about Rick is that he's so good at simplifying things down to what really matters and getting rid of all the clutter we may see with social media, spirituality and the new age community and really getting down to the bare bones Um, the biological aspect, then the energetic aspect, which is the chakras, and also the um, abstract concept, which is unconditional love. And something that I noticed about Rick, which is why I wanted to do a podcast with him, is that he actually heals without judgment entirely. And I'm sure that it's because of how rocky his own journey was that he feels as if he's never in a position to judge anyone. And this was a quality that I had never experienced in a person before. Um, We live in a world where everything is conditional, where love is conditional, where um, who we are is conditional, where how much love we can give is conditional, where um, what we're capable of becoming in this world is conditional. And um, I was on my journey of figuring out that I'm actually unconditional. And I was breaking through that ego and um, all the limiting beliefs and fears and kind of taking responsibility for my shadow as it's linked to the unconscious shadow of humanity. And what Rick did was said, yeah, just fuck it. Fuck all the things that don't work. And that, that was amazing for me because I had never heard someone so explicitly and confidently say, you don't need this. This does not serve you. Um, certain aspects of society are actually lethal to your mental health and also that um, if we belong in a collective this individual thinking is actually unsuitable for fulfillment and soul um, abundance and happiness so um, that's just what my perspective on Rick Um, he does do healing sessions you can email him he's off of social media Um, but he's extremely um, experienced at um, looking within the etheric fields and recognizing where there's blockages in the chakras and kind of identifying with that person how they can remove that blockage. And um, it's actually really amazing. Like, obviously, I was skeptical going into it, but um, if you're open-minded and you're willing to heal, Rick can totally help you. And um, 
I would like to ask him some questions today because I think that he may have the answers that you're looking for in this tumultuous time of COVID. And a lot of people are going through spiritual awakenings. They're afraid. They don't have the facts. Um, they're seeing the world crumble and they're having panic attacks and um, kind of having identity losses. So hopefully we can all create a new identity of unconditional love and community and healing, inner healing that removes those dark impurities from our spiritual selves. Awesome. Anything you want to add, Rick? <laughs> no, I, I, I think you nailed it. You know, right before uh, we started recording, we were just having a little chat. And, um, you know, I mentioned, you know, what's, what's our purpose here? You know, and I think I think oftentimes that we we can um, we can think that there's so much more that we really need to be doing and, and, and get you know frustrated that we're not doing enough um, to like help others and um, you know whatever we think that we're supposed to be doing. But it's actually really quite simple in, in terms of how I live my life. It's really the the purpose of why we're here is to love and to find love within ourselves and to give and receive love freely. Um, you know, I, I think that that's, that, that's our, that's our mission. Um, you know, I was even saying that, you know, why does a tree grow and grow leaves and, and try to get as tall as it can to, um, to try to reach the sun? Why does it, is it, is it looking for the sun's attention? Really, that's, that's because of love. And we're the same thing. We're, we forget often that we're, that we're, you know, we're nature. Uh, and um, really, all that uh, that's expected of us is is to love and to and to do that, that um, and to find that within ourselves. And so, I was really excited when uh, Liz, when you shared with me what the the topic was going to be, because that's that's the path I'm on. It's to just try to to, to be in a space of unconditional love, um, to giving it and receiving it uh, freely as much as I possibly can. Uh, while I'm here on the planet, and so you know, this is uh, this is a topic that's really near and dear to me, and I'm, I'm I love it. So, um, yeah, really happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Um, also, um, you were talking about the sun, and I've actually recently had a realization about the sun and how it's connected to self love, because um, people like Rick and I, we tend to overgive to people with our empathic tendencies. And we give all our energy and resources to other people and we expect uh, we have large expectations with that being said so we always we're always at a love deficit i would call it um and then i was looking at the sun like it's all alone the sun's just up there chilling and it's just giving and giving and giving energy right but with that being said it's also containing energy within itself so that it can give and I was thinking this beautifully combines the topic of self-love with the ability to give unconditional love. They're one and the same thing. And your body is the container for the self-love while you're projecting the unconditional love on the outside. So um, love, I believe, is the string that strings us all together. Um, Buddhists would like to say that it's more neutral, that it's just like white energy or photons or whatever it is. But I think that beliefs should help you live your life. <laughs> and what I believe is that love is consciousness and love is God and love is that light energy. And we can give it to ourselves and we can give it to other people. Um, and 
I think what a lot of people need to go through before they realize that is to go through a severe love deficit to the point where they feel like they can't give anymore. And at that point, when someone feels like they cannot give any longer to other people, they're like, okay, something's, I'm doing something wrong and I need to fix this energy and energy dynamic and things kind of fall apart. Like the, the people that they're giving to kind of back away. Cause they're like, you can't give me anymore. And then you're kind of just stuck in isolation. Like, like as if you're on an Island and you're, you're surrounded by a vast sea and you're just there alone. And then you start thinking, what is it that I can give myself? And you can be there for two years, five years, whatever time it may be, it can be two days, but the soul awakening journey will always lead you to the point that you are self-sustaining because you can give yourself unconditional love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, here's the thing I, I think just to kind of clarify if I could a little bit on, on what you're saying, you know, I think that, um, you know, we're born loving, right? We're born with unconditional love. And I think what happens is our parents, society, uh, kind of beats that out of us, uh, through conditioning, um, and through trauma. Uh, right. So, um, we had it, we had it growing up and then we got to the point we lost it. We lost how to be able to, to get to that place. So then the journey really is to get back, um, to get back to that child like state of, of unconditional love that we all, that we all had. And that comes from releasing that, that trauma that's within us. Um, the trauma from, from childhood, that's, that's gotta go. That's usually, that's gotta be the first thing to go. And then um, any traumas that were experienced after childhood as well. So what, what ends up happening is that those childhood traumas cause further traumas. So they, it compounds itself. So like, you know, if you're in a situation where you're always seeking love from your parents, you never get it, then in your adult life, you're going to be repeating that pattern. And that may just be basically re-traumatizing you. So what needs to happen is, is to go back to the very beginning of where the, of the source and that's releasing that, that trauma. It's usually from the parents could be a traumatic event um, as well, but generally it's, that's the parents that, that caused the trauma and at least in, from my experience and the people I've talked to uh, and then release that and then release everything else after that. Um, you know, and then that's where, uh, you know, big, um, important topic in my life is forgiveness. That's where that kind of comes into play. And, and that's really the key to all of this, um, to be able to release the, the childhood trauma and any other traumas that were experienced is through forgiveness. So what that means is um, the person who caused, caused the trauma, got to forgive them. And that's how, you, that's how you're free. That's how you get back. That's how you go back to that place where, the, where you were a child and you could love. Uh, unconditionally um, and that's how you get to the place where you can love yourself you can love others is through is through forgiveness yes I agree and the other traumas that Rick was saying related to childhood trauma is that childhood trauma can surface and express itself in your romantic relationships in your relationships with society in how you view the world and your basically um, 
your perspective, and I think this is actually why a lot of people are depressed and anxious, not always the case, but a lot of people are limited within a perspective that is kind of surrounded on all, all four walls by trauma. And if a person can get to the root of their trauma and see that they're storing those negative emotions within their body, remember the body is the unconscious. Everything we need is here in our subconscious. All our memories are here. You have all the tools. But when a person forgets that they have the tools and that they think that they live in this confined existence where everything lives in categories and they are a product of um, their products, essentially, we forget that we're capable of just being love and just being in general. So um, I think actually that the concept of unconditional love is really confusing to people who haven't experienced it. And that is the very trick of awakening. Like you're going somewhere and you have no clue where it's going, which is why I wanted to do this podcast to kind of describe where you're going and that it's not scary and that it's beautiful and that biblical passages will describe heaven as this state of consciousness. And this state of consciousness is unconditional love. But it requires someone to kind of step outside of attachment to the body, attachment to the mind and attach to self-awareness and allow unconditional love to flow through the chakras and create a self-awareness that is aligned with beautiful things rather than the negative things that are told to you by society. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I like the, the fact that you brought up um, relationships. Um, that's a, a really important thing to, to mention with all of this is um, you know, we're talking about releasing trauma uh, and, and relieving ourselves of the pain body and getting back to that childlike state of unconditional love. Um, that has to happen before getting into a relationship with someone. So here's the thing, is if um, there's, there's trauma stored in your body and you're in a relationship with someone, it's, it's doomed. It's, it's doomed. And that's really hard to say, and it's hard, I'm sure it's hard to hear. Um, but you bring, but yeah, you bring that traumatic energy into that relationship, and that and that ego is going to kill it, and it's going to destroy that relationship. It just is. Um, so that's where it's so important, so critical to do this work on ourselves before we get into a relationship with someone, not during. And um, and, and, and just to do it, right? You, you need to do it. Um, so not ignoring the fact that it needs to be done and not doing it when we're in a relationship with someone. Um, it's not fair to them um, that we're going through this and that, and, and that trauma, it's, it's, that other person's gonna be dealing with th their issues as well as your own during, during that experience. Um, this is where it's really important to just excuse ourselves from uh, from the relationship, take the time that we need and the space that we need to uh, to release the traumas through forgiveness, and then come back. Um, if you're trying to take that that trauma into the relationship and, and release it there, um, it's just going to compound the issue, and you're not only going to be dealing with your own shit and releasing your own trauma, but dealing with trying to keep this relationship going during that experience. Yes, I agree, and 
the thing with um trauma in relationships is that you're going to blame all of the pain that you're feeling inside on the other person yeah which that's is what it right? saying. yeah that's the power power of the ego it doesn't realize that this that you're causing this yourself that the pain you're feeling is caused by you not by the other person so the ego thinks that the other person did this to me no that's not what's happening here the ego is doing this to itself and it's tricking you to making you think it's the other person that's doing it. And that's, and that will destroy a relationship. I've been through it. Me too. And I know that's the way that <laughs> all of us have, I think all of us have in this modern world where yeah. unconditional love is like reserved for the highest echelon of like religions and like people who are basically geniuses on earth and unconditional <laughs> love like Einstein and Mozart. Yeah, these people know what unconditional love is. No, that's not true. Every single person can understand what unconditional love is if they remove the restrictions that were placed upon them. So um, I'll, I'll give a personal account of how I encountered unconditional love. I mean, I always felt a connection to God. Like I always had this like secondary like level of awareness going on inside of me where I knew God and I, I knew unconditional love and I was able to sit and I was able to watch myself unconsciously acting and say, like, this is not you. Don't worry. Like, it was really strange. But um, my point in saying is that I always knew what unconditional love is. And I don't know if it's because I'm an empath or because I just have a huge heart, which I do. But um, I never disconnected from that. But I got to a point where I was starting to disconnect from that. Um, the world was getting so hopeless. You know, we were um seeing so much capitalistic corruption so much violence and and then covid happened and i was just like you know what i'm going back to that other level of awareness and like healing this healing this outer layer that i formed and um taking responsibility for my unconscious behavior forgiving myself and dealing with the shame and guilt of course that comes along with that because that's a part of the journey um and stepping into just feeling like I can give and give and give and not need anything in return and just need my basic survival needs to be met and um, remove, just completely work on removing that ulterior layer that is completely focused on self-defense and having walls up and what the ego has is not boundaries, they're legitimate stone walls. Like, like it's very hard to get inside um, of the ego because it's blocking trauma. And if you, if you, um, I mean, I don't recommend doing this alone, obviously, but to understand the structure and the psychology of the mind is that um, you can push aside the ego to deal with trauma if you're in an extremely safe trusting environment and that is literally the only way that you can do it because the ego is fear-based and it's trigger-based and if you can remove that fear and those triggers um, and look through the scope of unconditional love you can heal and forgive any trauma i'm sure of that but the key is to get into that safe and trusting environment where you trust your own self where you trust, um, where you trust the fact that healing is possible. Um, 
Today I was reading in a book actually that, um, no, it was actually a documentary on Native American um, tribal culture and how their healers actually say that the, the mind and body are self-healing if you allow them to do the work. But mm -hmm. that's not something that we were taught. We were taught you have to get a prescription, you have to go to a doctor. And well, that's great if you have a lot of money and you just like, like giving it away. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that none of that will actually target the root of the problem, which is your emotional well-being. And all of our um, stresses on an emotional level actually turn into disease. There's a lot of studies being done on this now where compounded stress and stored negative emotions lead to chronic pain, chronic stress, um, anxiety, depression, and a host of other actual physical medical diseases. And um, I think what I'm trying to really say um, in this long rant <laughs> is that um, unconditional love is the answer. It's literally the only thing that will heal these deep emotional um, wounds, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, forgiveness will get you, get you to the place where, uh, where you can, you can give and receive love freely. That's, that's how you, that's kind of the gateway to, to get to that. For me, that was the first step is I had to forgive for all the traumas, forgive everyone, forgive myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then once I did that, then that allowed me to get to the place where then I could love myself and then I can love others and then I can open my energy up uh, to other people. You know, what I think is really, what's been a difficult part of my journey uh, continues to be is I, tr you know, I try to live in unconditional love and giving and receiving love all the time is throughout the whole day if, if i can um that's the goal uh the challenge can be is is when i'm around people that their frequencies aren't there their frequencies are lower than that their vibrations are lower than that they're not able to live in that in that space so the challenge for me is how do i how do i stay in that space and be around these people. Mm. And I, I don't have a I don't have a great answer for it. It's 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 a daily struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, and this this hits on how do we protect our energy, right? How do we protect our energy around people? Uh, we may be and have friends um, that are at a, a lower frequency, people that we're calling friends, but maybe maybe they're not as good of friends as we like them to be, and we feel we feel like the, our energy goes down when we're around them. Um, you know, it could be, you could be in a relationship with somebody. That's, that's the situation where you feel that negative energy. Maybe you're not even aware of it um, or you feel depleted after you talk to them. Anytime you feel depleted after talking to somebody, it's probably because of their energy. It could be your energy as well. And you just brought that in, but you know, generally speaking, if you, went into a conversation with somebody, your energy was at a certain level and you exited that conversation and your energy is at a lower level. Um, it's probably because you're taking on their, their energy and it, uh, and it, it depleted you. Um, so it can be really challenging to, to live throughout the day um, in that, in that state. And that's, and that, the only way to do it, it's, it's really hard work. Um, it's choosing the people that you want to be around and you know, choosing to be around people that vibrate at the same frequency that you do.
Um, and then when you're in conversations, you have to interact with people that are at a lower frequency, which is probably going to be most people, uh, is, um, you know, managing to protect yourself, to protect your energy, keep the interactions short um, and transactional. Um, you know, one thing I do is I don't try to launch into a long, deep conversation with somebody I know that's that's stuck in their suffering and stuck in their working through their karma um, because they need to do that and they need to do that on their own. I'm always here if they want to work on it, but generally speaking, people don't, they don't want to work on, on, on their stuff. They're not even aware of it potentially. So I think for me, it's about, um, you know, being around the right people and connecting with the right, the right people, sharing my energy with the right people and limiting my, the energy that I share, uh, with people that are at lower frequencies. Um, so I can stay in that, in that state. And it's about protecting, protecting my energy so I can stay in that place of unconditional love. Um, cause if I'm around low vibrational, low frequency people all day long, I, I can't, I can't maintain it. I can't maintain and be in that, be in that space. It's hard enough to do this shit on my own, <laughs> let, alone, let alone around others that, um, that are at lower frequencies so that's really that's that's a challenge Mm -hmm. something that i can add there i mean as i'm i literally clam up when i'm a negative energy like i'm that energy sensitive that like my body literally just tenses up and i put my head down and i like want to (laughs) run but um the way that i've learned to manage it is to literally imagine in your head like i'm feeling this right now i'm going to up level myself inhale and slowly exhale and say and exhale the vibrations that you've just kind of adopted because of your environment and it will it will save you if you will it will buy you some time in whatever environment you're at and then just try to stay above and focus on yourself right as rick is saying just in that situation focus on yourself otherwise you will be dragged down um and it it was very very hard for me to learn how to stay up um because and i also learned like there's a lot of social situations that like i'm sorry but you don't even need to attend or um or there are friendships that you're just keeping up for the sake of um a history with this person or because you feel like you're um a social loser but take those arguments out of your mind because if you're not feeling well and if you feel like you've gain negative energy this is actually a regressive thing that you're doing um so actually during covid i felt really good just being um with my family my boyfriend like with like a few close friends and that has allowed me to stay um as high as possible and to create content from that place and to connect with people like in that place as well and um i don't know what i can say is that it's all trial and error and it's all different. My experience is going to be different from Rick's experience, which is going to be different from everyone else's experience. And whatever works for you, just try different things. If it doesn't work, take it out of your brain. You don't need it. Only use things that positively affect your life. And this goes for any belief system, any person, any situation, any book, any like um, anything in life. That's really it. Because if you are allowing negative things that impact you negatively, you're holding on to the root 
of what's dragging you down. And um, if you can isolate those things, which, which, which is a huge part of like cleaning and purifying your ego, it's actually removing all the things that you absorb that are not good for you. So the whole purification, like spirituality to me is just a purification process. Um, the more you can purify the negative stuff out, like flesh it out of you, which is trauma, which is shame, guilt, anger, any of those lower vibration emotions, um, flesh them out and slowly you will get to a higher vibration. Um, something I would like to add though is that um, like I remember that I was extremely toxic at one point. Um, I was like doing so many things, helping so many people. And I was like, this is not fair. Why am I not getting anything? Um, and I was very down on myself and I was very like negative towards myself. Um, and what I had to do was obviously say like, this is my own issue. <laughs> like this is internal. Um, so if you're feeling internally, like that's it, like my environment is not the issue. Um, it's going to be a period of deep introspection and healing. Um, some people would call it the hermit phase and, um, it requires you to really like configure a new identity for yourself that allows you to live in a positive way. And, um, yeah, so I think that that's the journey that I'm on and that's the journey that Rick's on. And it's very, very, very difficult. Um, it's very difficult to maintain the progress from yesterday because your brain is dealing with tens of years of um, conditioned, wired responses that you're overriding. So consciousness means overriding everything that you've learned constantly, constantly, constantly. And it requires a lot of energy and a lot of effort. Um, it is a lonely path. Um, the, it's so ironic that the path towards unconditional love is a lonely path. It almost seems like completely paradoxical because I would like to think that we're just going to go there en masse. But the way that things look, it's not looking like that. Like, like Rick said, like, of course, everyone's on their own timeline. And yeah. I would not be friends with the girl I was five years ago. Um, and that's fine. Um, I actually have nothing against people who are toxic right now because I know how hard it is and I know how hard they're suffering and I have compassion and I have mercy. And I know that the people who gave me unconditional love when I was suffering are the people who changed my life. And Rick is one of them actually, because if you're able, and this, this, this goes along with more of the giving of unconditional love. If you're giving of unconditional love and someone is not used to it, like they're thrown off, and it's a new vibration for them. They can't quite understand because you're not dating them. And the only way we think of love is in, in terms of dating. So like you're coming out of left field and all of a sudden you're helping this person to see a whole entire new world where you don't have to achieve anything to be accepted or loved or, and you don't have to be um, validated to feel worthy. And if you can show people that and just accept them, like, it's, it's less about saying and more of the energy. And if you can just bring someone to that energy and show them, you can really impact their growth in their own timeline 
and hopefully be a positive influence on um, how they evolve. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be a lonely journey. I, you know, I think taking that first step is um, that that's a, it's a personal choice and it's only you can do it. Um, but once you decide, you know, I'm, that I want to be happy, that I want to fi find unconditional love and be able to experience that. Once you make that decision to, to, to do that and to go down that path, um, there are people out there that can help. Um, so the, you know, the, the work becomes not only about moving through this, this experience, but finding resources that can help. I mean, there's, there's tons of great podcasts like yours. Um, there are, and then there's people that you can connect with, right? Like if you can connect to Liz, you can connect to myself, you can connect to others. Basically, you know, what I think it is, is like, um, I think what would really help anyone who's, who's on this journey is somebody who's a little further along. Um, it doesn't matter how far along, just maybe a little bit further than, than where you're at, because then they can guide you. They can guide you to, to, uh, to, to getting to the place that they're at, right? Like I can guide people to get to where, where I'm at. Uh, and I love doing that. I mean, that I, nothing brings me more joy than to help others, right? Um, so I don't think it it totally is it necessarily needs to be a lonely experience. It was for me. It 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 was in a lot of ways a very lonely experience, um, but it, it doesn't have to be for for everyone. Um, I just hope that this things like these podcasts they reach they reach people and they they connect with people so they realize that they they're not on their own. They, you can um, that there are people out here that can help. I do think that the world is waking up more and more to this like new reality where um, the polarization and the categorization aren't so structured because I think honestly what, what really kills us is the structure and order because our souls want freedom. Freedom is our birthright and that's my predominant philosophy is that freedom is where we want to go and freedom is where we start. Um, so if you feel that call to freedom, um, you're unfulfilled in your relationship, you're unfulfilled in your job, you feel like you're constantly failing, you're really hard on yourself. First of all, you might be an empath, <laughs> but also um, you've got inner work to do. And you have been following the guidebook that you've been given since preschool. And the guidebook is simply a manual on how to enter the factory. <laughs> and if you don't like the factory, then that's a mental health issue. And unfortunately, I've completely unsubscribed from that belief system because the only place it led me to was blaming myself more for things that are completely neutral, like trauma. Yes, you may have um, experienced it as negative, but there are ways to look at trauma as neutral, to detach from those experiences and see them and use unconditional love to get you back to that neutral position and to start seeing things through a new lens. Um, as for a community, I think there are a lot of kind of, I hate to say it, but more artificial people out there. Um, who kind of just want you to subscribe to their program or I don't know, like whatever they are asking you to do. 
just understand that marketing works. <laughs> marketing is psychology. Um, I'm an advertising graduate. <laughs> and I can tell you that it works to program your mind to feel like there's something wrong with you so that you purchase something. That's just how it works. And there are ways that advertising works um, to sell good things as in like um, Reiki healing or chakra healing or um, even life coaching or even, even therapists are healers as well. Um, just be, use your power of discernment. Once again, like I was saying before, that if, if information matches your soul, your soul resonates, accept it and continue to integrate it into your self-love journey. But if it doesn't, just get rid of it, move on. There's not something wrong with you. Just move on on your own personal journey. And that's something I want to drive home that even if you are in a community, it's still a personal journey. And all of these souls are on a personal journey. I'm on my personal journey and Rick is on his personal journey, but our personal journeys resonate. So that's kind of how um, soul communities form. But be aware that a lot of people are going to start using this marketing for alternate agendas that aren't necessarily at that level of vibration. Um, I wish I could tell you and point out like what's what, but unfortunately life is more complex than that. And we're all dealing with our own um, vast array of choices and opportunities to evolve. Um, and everyone is evolving. Everyone is on their own evolutionary journey and it might not be this lifetime, but it'll be another lifetime. Um, so just understand that you're heading towards unconditional love, like the whole topic. <laughs> um, you're heading towards unconditional love and you should know that there are other people there. There are plenty of people there who are vibrating at that frequency. You're not alone. You're not going to the complete unknown territory anymore. Like 200 years ago, you would feel like you're losing your mind, but it's 2021 and there are millions of people who have been through this and who have shared their accounts and who have incorporated their ideas on the spiritual journey into the system. And the more that we can incorporate spirituality into the rigidity of the system, we can allow people to embrace the unknown more as a form of unconditional love. Yeah. The, the, the more of us that are in that, that are at that headspace that are, giving and receiving love that that's how we we raise the, the collective vibration um that's how we we change this this society and there's you know more of us than there are them more of us that are that are in uh, operating out of the space of unconditional love versus people who are embracing capitalism and uh you know embracing the the ego um that that's how we shift consciousness is and that is it's yourself it's only you can do it only you can manage your energy and you it's about you getting to that getting to that place staying at that place and 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 allowing others to feel that energy mm. um and that's uh it's really hard really hard to do uh when when we're a minority uh out there or at least it feels like it we are not a minority, <laughs> I would like to add. We are a silent majority. A lot of people are awakened, um, on, at least on a mental level. Um, 
and they're afraid of the repercussions of sharing this news with their family, with their friends, with the world at large. Because for so long, and I've actually, I have past trauma wounds um, from past lives where I have this huge fear of the mental illness stigma. And knowing myself in this lifetime, I'm not afraid of too many things. Like I can tell you like, but this subconscious fear was embedded into the divine feminine for so many centuries. Like remember, remember the witchcraft, like uh, killing of the witches and um, rejection of women into many religions and all of these things. I felt it at a core level, this complete rejection of being able to be spiritual at a social level. And I still struggle with this. Obviously, I'm more confident stepping into my spiritual power and talking about it. But it's still a big subconscious fear. And I'm sure a lot of people feel this where they're afraid that if they admit that they're spiritual or that they are empathic or they use these terms that people will just think that they're weird and crazy. Um, And that's partly due to conditioning. Also, the collective ego represses anything that's intuitive naturally. And um, uh, I just, I really, I'm trying to think like what I would tell myself, like a past self, if I was in the shoes of someone who's unaware of unconditional love and that it's in close access to them. And I would have to just say, um, don't believe everything. Don't believe everything you're told, not in a conspiracist way, just in a, you don't know who's surrounding you and who's surrounding you might be a very, very small sample of the type of people who are in the world, right? So if you're in a very, very toxic household, it may seem that this female archetype and this male archetype are the only archetypes that exist on the world. And of course you will live an awful life in isolation if that's the case. But if you can just step out and see these are two people out of, seven billion people right if you can or is it truly i don't know <laughs> i'm bad with numbers I think it's billion. Really? Billion? Billion? okay yeah. seven billion people right at that point it doesn't matter it's exponential but right a lot of people yes a lot many people many peoples <laughs> so you have your two people in your house and you think that every man and woman is like these are like these people that's not the case at all there are amazing women even though if you haven't had a good experience with women and there are amazing men even if you haven't had a good experience with men due your due to your trauma and projecting it um i would tell myself stop basing um your ideas about people based on your experiences with people in the past and the more you can step out of those archetypes and those prejudices um you'll start learning exponentially because you'll be open-heartedly experiencing the world and attracting new people and collaborating and starting projects and being like, okay, sorry guys, I need to take a week to myself, process everything, integrate my lessons. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Like if I, if I was myself when I was not awakened at all, when I was living in like this I would say like a little rat cage, like you're only doing your one thing and, and you're like constantly running. If I were to tell, my, if I were to tell myself something, it's that um, there's more. 
there's more than you know and the unknown is not scary if you understand that there's also really positive beautiful things there yeah i think if if you know whatever the situation is um you know if you if you if, if you've had a difficult experience in, in a relationship um what can you learn from that right what did that what did that experience teach you and in that learning you can carry forward into other relationships but you have to learn from it right so how do you get to that place where you can learn from it so you don't just repeat what you experienced in that relationship and and the way to do it is i'll say it's my thing forgiveness is to get to that place where you've forgiven that person for what they've done um frees you from it and allows you to be able to introspect allows you to be able to look back on the experience and understand um, what happened what they did why they did it um, why it went down and and what to do about it so it doesn't happen again and that's how we grow right and then the other thing i'd say too is like um you know we, we don't want to be stuck in the past so we don't want to have have the past defining our future um, we want to learn from it um, but we also need to be able to be present and, I, and again i think through forgiveness is how we get to that place by forgiving for those those traumas we've learned the lesson so now we can carry it forward but this because we're free now we're freed for, freed ourselves from that, that experience that allows us to stay present to stay present with people allows us to share our energy and if we're operating out of a place of unconditional love allows us to be able to share that freely and then you know basically then you're in that kind of magic happy place where our past isn't defining our future. We're not stuck in the past and we're also not worried and anxious about the future. We can be right here, right now with whoever's in, in front of us. Um, you know, that's where, that's where the magic happens. That's, you know, you can only share unconditional love in the present moment. Hmm, I like that, that you can only share love, unconditional love in the present moment. Uh, it's almost saying like, when the stars align, you will feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like don't expect the stars to align just do the work um do the work and i know it's really hard to go to an experiential place where you like to mentally go to an experiential place like is impossible because unconditional love is a full body sensation um and it's not something you can even like conceptualize so that's what makes spirituality a bit scary where it's like a jump into the unknown and um i don't know i was risky like i just kind of i've always just gone for i'm like you know what it can't be much worse than this so that was always my mentality and i've always just said um how can i open up more and more and more and more and then eventually i said if i open up more i will just become unconditional love and that was really scary to the ego, of course, because it wants that limitation and it wants the body and it wants to be held tight in here, like a little like sad kid. Um, but Rick is right. That is growth and it's scary. There's never been a chapter in anyone's life that where growth has not been scary. Um, you could be 16, you could be 40, you could be on your deathbed and 78. Growth is scary. At a visceral spiritual level, um, we are all going to this place where um, 
we're more in the moment and we're more in like in a heart connection with other people and that requires us to kind of out rationalize our minds and say you're not serving me anymore um yeah yeah i mean i think uh you know to be to be present and, and to be able to hold space this for unconditional love um you got to be out of your mind like i mean when i say out of your mind i mean you got to stay out of your mind yes. <laughs> not you're crazy that's not what i'm yeah. saying but you got to stay stay out of your thinking mind like it's it's in just let all the thoughts go and and be completely present um, we have this script that's running in our minds throughout the day it's constant it's always chattering right and if we can get in there and interrupt it and shut it up every now and again um, that gets us into the present moment and that that's where that's where that space is that, that unconditional where we can have unconditional love and rick do you have any advice on how to get out of the headspace uh i'm a big fan of breathing exercises so i have this yeah <laughs> i have this exercise it's just very simple i just count my breath up to four and i repeat so i'll do that just throughout the day really just to keep coming back coming back to the present moment and when we connect to our breath and we we are aware of our breath that allows us to 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 get back and to be, be fully present it allows us to interrupt that script so whatever the script is that's playing in our mind can stop for a minute uh, and then then we're in that 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 magic space where there's there's the possibility right there's the possibility of unconditional love and it's there um, if we if we've done the work yes i agree um two things that i do and i recently started doing this if you have a conversation in your head just say thank you goodbye it's very simple like just say thank you goodbye because the ego yeah. wants recognition right so you say oh thanks thanks for telling me all the things but goodbye and then move on yeah, but you have to be able to track that um thinking cycle yeah i don't think we, re we really realize that we can stop the script anytime and um that I you know, really what the, and this is a pivotal, this is a pivotal point from in my uh, journey where um, I realize I don't have to believe everything that my mind tells me and, and, and whatever my mind tells me, it's not me. It's just, these are just synapses firing and neurons going in, in, in my brain. Um, that's, it's basically, it's the summation of all of the experiences that led up to that, to that moment, just playing itself out. Um, and then I realize that I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to believe it. Sometimes I let the script go. If it's, if it's a good one, I'll, I'll let it play on. Um, but, uh, a lot of times I try to try to minimize it and try to just be quiet and try to be, try to be present. And it's, um, that's, it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. Yes. That's why mindfulness is like one of the highest levels of intelligence and why people isolate themselves for 10 years and to reach this level of enlightenment um, and these higher levels of consciousness and unconditional love, it's because unconditional love lies beyond the threshold of the mind. Once you can exit your mind consciously, you are essentially liberated or moksha. You have achieved liberation, um, spiritual liberation. And then beyond that is this idea that you are not even attached to the idea of liberation. 
and that's like let's say like an enlightened guru or like jesus or like these like people um from religions i don't like that word but from religions um essentially these people have let go of the idea that they're even liberated human beings they are just completely existing Um, yeah yeah they're just in um, in the state of unconditional love and there's nothing else they don't need to do be anything else they just just they're present yeah that's a good place to be harder to do in this day and age in this society because we always have to be doing something achieving something right or do we can we do both i don't know um i would like to add something here i do think that we can live without achieving anything yeah if we're around the right people you know yeah I, i don't think we have to have lofty goals i think we just you know what we do what we're meant to do is love and then everything else is a bonus but it's it's work to get to that place that's the work yes and um some people won't understand they'll be like why are you lazy why are you not doing anything why are you not hustling and you'll be like because i see the futility of the hustle (laughs) like like my my job is to create inspirational content that educates people on the journey and that 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 doesn't require me to overjump my boundaries or whatever actually it requires me to be extremely present in the self and i think um, what you were saying is actually that um if whatever we do from that place of the self is enough it's actually more than enough it, it's 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 the highest thing it means it reaching is. your fullest potential essentially yep. yep you've done it you've done everything you need to do you get to that place yeah, yeah, and you you just do everything with love and it can be a small thing like mopping the floor or whatever it is, but you're not letting that narrative affect the present moment. And that narrative or the script is actually um it's automatic. Our minds are programmed to run, 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 run when there's empty space. So something that I actually this is the second tactic that I do. Um when I start going into like the headspace and my, I, I, I realize that my head lowers and I focus on the ground, I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is it. This is the place. And then I, whatever place that is, I put God there. I don't know why, but it works instantaneously. And if you need to put something there, put God there or put unconditional love there. But um, make sure that it's something that is keeping you present. Like right now, like if I'm thinking like, oh, wh- how long is this podcast or when is it going to turn off? Like I need a shower, like all of these thoughts, just put God there, right? Yeah, like, anything that'll interrupt it, right? Yeah. Anything that is positively aligned with the heart space, I would say. Mm. Uh, yeah. It could be love. It could be self-love. It could be love of others. As long as, as, as essentially, as long as you're putting love there instead of replacing those negative thought loops, you're actually changing those thought patterns to start wiring with love. Yeah. And then it becomes easier to, to be present as well. I, you know, what I've found is, is the more I practice through meditation on controlling my thoughts 
and interrupting the script and doing my breathing exercises, the more that I do that, the more that I'm in, actually in control, the, the more I'm able to be fully, fully present. And it's easier to be present and it's easier to not be drifted off and thinking about something else that, that doesn't really matter. Um, so it's, you know, it's, you start to, so what I've found is that I've, I've started to be able to rewire my brain through in that, in that kind of way where it's, it's, I don't lose myself in, in thoughts any generally anymore, or at least I'm making progress. So it's, it's not as easy for me to get, uh, to get lost or I, or it's easier to get back. So it's kind of, uh, yeah. And I mean, that's probably the journey I'm going to be on you know, for the rest of my life is to get even more and more and more in control uh, to be able to be more and more present throughout the day. Yeah, like right now I'm doing my breath. Um, also, like with the breath work, I heard that um, the the relaxation of the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, um, which calms down the amygdala or fight or flight, is actually to exhale twice as long as you inhale. Mm. So inhale for a count of four and try to exhale for a count of eight. And that will completely calm down your nervous system. Um, yeah. yeah, and, and plus just being aware that you're doing that. Yeah, even counting, like, yeah, like counting is actually like, if you like, that's why people say they count themselves to sleep or. Um, yep, I do, I do. Yeah, I do my breathing exercises to fall asleep and I fall asleep within like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that we've shared so much information. We've definitely gone there. <laughs> you think uh, everybody's figured out unconditional love now? We got to, <laughs> to that place? I mean, I, I, I'm going to sound very woo-woo right now, but it's not something that you have to figure out. It's something that you become. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you step into um because that is where your soul wants to go and your mind is resisting it and once you stop resisting you're just going to become it <laughs> yeah i like that okay are we good we're good thank you Thanks, thank Rick. you so much you're welcome um actually i want to share something i actually published a poetry book called hold on the heart thinks you can't see it but i can't see it <laughs> It's okay. Um, oh, it's got like an angel on it. If you can see that. Okay, I'll set up. I'll add a picture later. Um, it's my. Oh, here. If I go like this, there you go. See, it's nice. on Amazon, and it's my collection of poetry throughout my um, spiritual journey. And yeah. I published it to actually share with people how to awaken. But also, I think I have a poem on unconditional love, so I would like to share that. <laughs> Great idea. Basically, everything in here is about unconditional love, though. <laughs> <But there's one laughs> I just read the whole book. <laughs> you got time. Um, hold on. Why is Alyssa's podcast seven hours? I don't know. <laughs> Awaken child now. Okay. Forgotten roots. Here we go. Understanding that you are loved is dimensions away from being loved. Seeing yourself as being loved is 
eons away from seeing love. Watching love become us is the mission of this mission. To feel ourselves as part of it, the part we've lost. Can't you see? The tragedy that plagues us since the prehistoric age is the inability to see love as the air we breathe, the songs we sing, and the cities we journey. Our creations have made us limited yet expansive. We must not condemn it love to something outside of these bodies and outside of these minds. We must take back our power to love and watch it blossom into the creatures within creatures of love. Um, that's really so that's nice. kind of the gist of the poetry that I write, but um, I really it, like it. It was written intuitively. Like I, I wasn't even awake yet, but I, a part of my soul was just like, you have to get this out. So I would save them on my um, notes iPhone app, and eventually got to the point where it was like 300 poems. I was like, I, I have to publish now. And I'm write this. Yeah. So poetry is my medium of consciousness um, as well as talking. But that's another thing um, with unconditional love. It's very hard to express in human rational words. That's why art is really the only thing that humans have used to express unconditional love. So if you want to find unconditional love, a depiction of it, read poetry, read books, look at art, listen to beautiful music, and you'll feel something start to awaken in you. Yeah, you'll, like, music's the, that's it for me, right? Like I can, certain songs will, um, when I hear them, there'll be a resonance in my body and I'll, I'll just feel energy flowing um, just as the same as if I was connecting with, with someone and feeling that unconditional, that love that, you know, that we've talked about. Um, the piece of music will invoke that in me. And it's, um, yeah, writing is, is probably saying a similar thing for you, right? Mm. Yeah, yes. that's really cool. Yeah, I do feel very like positive now. Um, that's the result of talking to high vibration people. Um, not that, that we're hating on anyone who's not high vibration. We're trying to say that this is a land that's abundant and, and everyone's welcome. There are no seats. You don't have to buy real estate. <laughs> so um, hopefully you got more insight as to what unconditional love is and what the journey might consist of and what the um, roadmap is essentially and also any blockages you might experience and hopefully that gave you some motivation um, to get to a high vibration if you have fallen down because it's very common to relapse in this path or to continue vibing high and to take care of yourself as much as possible and realize that you're sacred and your body is sacred and every human is sacred even if they don't realize it. Nice and I'll just add um, you know, that uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a lonely journey it, that you can reach out for help. And, you know, there's two people on this podcast that are here to help. And, and um, generally speaking, you know, if you're, you're, you're in a conversation with somebody and you feel better after, that's a sign that that's, that's somebody that's at a higher vibration. And that's probably somebody that can help you. So, um, you know, feel into your, if you can feel into your body and, and, and find those people that are able to help you. Uh, it doesn't have to be a lonely experience and um, you know, the rewards are unconditional love and feeling that and staying in that, in that, that space. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome and it's worth all the effort and all the work that's required to put in. 
Yes, it's what you're it's what you're actually after, even though you may become deluded by false gold along the journey. Um, yeah, sure. This is what you really want. Yeah. So thanks for joining me tonight, Rick. I know it's late and I know you're tired and you're so busy and yet you still make time to heal people and bring your unconditional love and your voice into the world. So we have a lot of gratitude and um, hopefully your voice and your message carries to so many other souls looking for that inspiration. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And any time of the day is a great time of the day to talk to Liz Soko. So. <laughs> yeah it was great not in the morning not in the morning (laughs) maybe not in the morning not in the morning other than after my yoga after my yoga but not like right right away Mm -mm, not a good time (laughs) well after yoga you have to meditate and then then maybe yeah yeah yeah. so yoga meditate coffee anytime after that anytime after that is good (laughs) yes (laughs) all right have a good one take care rick all right you too Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I'm really excited to bring in new people with new fresh perspectives on the healing journey. You can buy my book, The Heart Thinks, on Amazon. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube to follow latest content in spiritual self-development. Thanks for tuning in once again, brave soul, and have a great day. Hopefully your spirit is full.